Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. People keep asking if I'm back and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. From Dial Square to Where is proud to have Gunas vs. Cancer as its charity sponsor for the season. Set up by the Gunas Podcast, it is a brilliant charity raising money for leukemia and lymphoma research. Please help me to help them reach their fundraising goal by visiting GunasVsCancer.com and see how to donate or bid for some great Guna merchandise. Thank you. season um, of Arsenal Fan Circle. It's been a busy, busy preseason, and we start the season off with a win, everybody. Let's be happy about this. Uh, Alex and Andrew, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, Ray, for... uh... Yeah, is this my first time on your channel? No, I was going to say viewers may recognize Alex. Yeah, second time. But Andrew is is new to this channel. Uh, although we did have a fallen out interview a few weeks ago, Andrew, so the viewers yeah. may have heard that episode. Um, so I'm just going to give you a moment to uh, promote your own stuff, Andrew. So tell the viewers what what you've been up to lately, what you started out doing. Um, got the um, channel. One pod- and podcast called uh, From Dial Square to Where, and it's um, purposely very different. It's um, literally just my ramblings, really, about everything that I see that catches my eye on Arsenal Twitter, which provides a long for a lot of uh, content. Let's face it, there's, there's some very interesting characters on uh, Arsenal Twitter, but a lot of very good, knowledgeable ones as well. So I yeah, just um, really fan. There's only so much you can put on a Twitter. Um, you know, tweet if you like. So, um, with 280 characters, so I just expand my thoughts on certain things that catch my eye, really, and uh, sort of intersperse it with a few random things from uh, that you know make me happy. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's, some, um, for me, Andrew, some nostalgic things like some bits of music in here that will tie exactly yeah. tie nostalgia from previous shows that have gone off the air now. That we all know yeah, about. Yeah, from the 80s and 90s when I was a kid, like, you know, maybe a bit of the 18, bit of monkey magic, you know, that. That's good. Oh. <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> there you go. That's my era. But yeah, it's um, monkey magic. Yeah. Yeah, it's going all right. I really enjoy doing it. That's the main thing. It's um, something that um, I've been wanting to do for quite a while. I've got a blog as well under the same name, From Dial Square to Wear, which I need to, uh, which I only just started. I've got a couple of posts on there. Um, but I enjoy writing as well about. Um, about the well, the club I love. So um, hopefully it's going to uh, get a lot more busy and uh, people enjoy what I do. So everybody who's tuned in and will be watching on playback, check out Andrew uh, Dials, from Dial Square to where? That's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter. It's at from Dial Square. And um, yeah, the, uh, I regularly put links to the podcast and the YouTube channel on there. So check his stuff out. If you like it, subscribe. 
uh, drop a comment and hit that like button and share the content. Uh, Alex, we know a little bit more about you. Tell us a little something about your channel. Promote yeah, you. well, we have a, a greater presence on YouTube rather than on Twitter. We don't, we don't do too much on Twitter, but um, yeah, we just like uh, got 2,600 subscribers over a year and a half. And basically, um, we've got like three segments, which comes out on a Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday, um, where we don't we don't take ourselves too serious. There's lots of uh, jokes and laughter, but um, it's mainly about uh, you know, like and you said, at the club that we love so much, which is uh, which is Arsenal. I've been a uh, Arsenal supporter since 1977, mm -hmm. so not not long, not long, not long. Andrew, yeah. when when did you start supporting Arsenal? Just at the tender age of seven. When I was in 1980, um, I, none, I come from a family of uh, no one liked football. Um, so I'm the odd one out. I'm a black sheep in many ways within my family, to be perfectly honest. Um, but the um, first match I ever saw in, in its entirety was the cup final in 1980 when we lost to West Ham. And yeah. um, I've been uh, in love with the club ever since. So, yeah, I've been a former season ticket holder at Highbury. I uh, left the country for about two, two and a half years and uh, gave up my season ticket at that point, but then joined the waiting list and got invited down to choose my seat down at the Emirates But when I was back in the UK. But my life had completely changed, and as you can tell by my screen name, I live in Hinkley in Leicestershire. Um, I've got three kids now, and it's very difficult to get down there. It's extremely expensive to get mm -hmm. down there now. It's yeah. nothing like it used to be back yeah. at Highbury, and um, it's uh, it's something that's got to be done about that, really. We know that's a, probably a whole other podcast, but yeah. it's very difficult for me to get yeah. down there. I went to the Emirates Cup the other day, and my three boys came with me. They're all Arsenal fans, which I'm uh, really, really pleased about, but they love the club as well. It's the next generation Arsenal fans, and um, yeah, they're always asking me to go down to see the matches but it's very difficult as you all know to get tickets nowadays but if you're um you know if you, if you haven't got a season ticket it's it's pretty much full every single game so we try and get down as many times as possible but yeah, yeah. the love of the club will never die and um i'm very very happy that uh, i say that the three boys love the club as much as i do yeah so before we before we get into the game today let's just touch on that point andrew i'm very excited for the business we did this summer and we need to recruit younger kids to love the club you know we were going to miss out i was afraid we were going to miss out on a generation that they would follow manchester city and liverpool but it seems like our uh, alex our club is being run in a more proficient way yes definitely oh sorry go on i think no i mean Ray, you're just saying we need to um probably buy more uh, youngsters but we've we've we've, we've got a um a rich group or pool of youngsters already there. They've been waiting. They've been knocking on the door. They've been trying to break down the door. And um, yeah. it was good to see that Willock had a really good preseason. Um, Saka and Ketia, although I'm not sure why we've put him out on loan to Leeds, because I think, like I've always said, what happens if one of our main strikers gets injured? And yeah. that got injured, didn't he? So we need, we needed Ketia to be part of the main squad. But, I'm I'm very very um hopeful um for the new season, and like I said, it's good to see a lot of the youngsters getting some game time. I'm also more very excited about Gabriel Martinelli. For me, he comes on, mm. he brings like an extra energy, um that that is very reminiscent of um, Alexis Sanchez. But 
Yeah, the the, the future's bright. The, the future's in red and white with um, the youngsters coming through. But the, we've got the pool of youngsters there. It's just for Emery to try and find the right yeah. combination with yeah. um, the mixture of um, experience and the youth coming through. But yeah, Willock, Saka, and Ketia. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Very, very happy, man. Andrew, uh, what's your takeaway from the game today with the win? Um, well, very happy uh, overall to get three points at the beginning of the season, which we very, very rarely do, away from home. And a team that's been reinvigorated that we were playing against that with their new signings, who looked pretty lively. Um, and to get away with um, the three points and a clean sheet this time is, is fantastic. I, think, I don't think there's a lot to be concerned about. I'm really, really happy that Willock started. and But I was, I, I'm not very loath to criticise this match at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that Willock got took off um, was disappointing because if you're going to take anyone off at that point, it had to be Mkhitaryan for me because yep. he Willock just offers so much more to the team than um, a lot of our other midfielders, in my opinion. And I was delighted to see his name starting. Because players have to be picked on form and not on their name and pay packet. And that's been going far too long for Arsenal. And we need to pick players that suit the style of play and who are, like I said, more on form than the other players. And Willock has been more on form than anyone. I totally agree with what what you said, Alex, about um, Martinelli. I I actually believe that he... He's the most exciting for me in lots of ways. This is pre-season because that run that he did against Fiorentina in pre-season, I'm sure you all saw it, where he picked the ball up and just literally sprinted the length of the pitch and just put it wide. That, to me, was a young Cristiano Ronaldo when he was at Man United. Uh, yeah. You know, he had no end product. He literally... It's hard to remember now, but people were absolutely slating Ronaldo when he started. Um, yeah. He had all the bad yeah. potential... Um, the pace to burn, all the skill, but he had no end product. He used to put it in Rosehead or whatever, or his crosses weren't meeting their targets or they cr- he crossed it straight out the pitch. But he's at least Martinelli, he's um, well, he's got one goal under his belt at the beginning of the season, which I think is actually a much de- more decent finish than he got credit for. But um, he's not missing the target by much. And I'll tell oh, you what, as soon as yeah, he uh, hits that target, I can see a, a very, very special player there. Yeah. So, with him, Willock, uh, Nelson had a good game today. Um, I think a lot has to be said for Chambers. He had a great game, as far as I was concerned, as well. He's got you know, a lot of people on his back. And I think he, under a lot of pressure, um, performed really well. But i tell you what goes under the radar with the summer that we had. And that is the change in mentality that these new players bring with them. Because... Not only is um, David Luiz a, a good signing for the next season or two because of his experience, but what is really important with David Luiz is that he's a born winner and he will not accept anything other than winning. And that mentality is going to rub off on the rest of the players. And you can see it with just in glimpses, and I may be reading a bit too much of it uh, in, into it from today, but I think that... Um, Alex Andy Maitland-Niles' performance um, could be a lot down to Pepe joining the club as well because he's going to be playing down the same side as Pepe. Yeah. And I think that it's instantly in the training pitch will raise 
the other players' games because he will not want to be seen as um, an, a substandard player by Pepe. He's going to want to make sure he raises his game. And I think the same probably has gone with um, Chambers in pre-season, although he hasn't had very long with uh, David Luiz. I'll tell you what, I bet it's raised his game immediately. He will want to stay in that team for a start and he will want to be seen to be a good player alongside David Luiz when he starts as well. And I think um, the mentality we've had in the club for so many years now, the comfortable mentality, mm -hmm. the lack yeah. of urgency within the team, <laughs> that is the biggest thing that has to change. And that's why um, it disappoints me a little bit when we still start with players like Mkhitaryan, who's, yeah. I'm not slagging off Mkhitaryan, but he need, he's one of the old guards of the old regime that needs to be moved on. Yeah. Because yeah. we need a whole new mentality throughout the club. And that's why uh, I was disappointed when Willett got taken off and not him. But like I say, I'm not going to be uh, criticising the performance too much today. But yeah. for me, um, a midfield in, which includes Willock, uh, Ceballos and Torreira when he's back as well, would offer everything for, for, as far as I was concerned. Yeah, um, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. It's so much energy, so much pace, and I will look at, uh, say a proper enthusiasm to bring to the game. I think it's it'd be a, in, we've got a lot to look forward to. I'm very very excited yeah. about the future. The, the near future is bright. Alex, Alex, just to add on to that, and you can add in your own comments as well. But I have a question for you. Do you think that McIntyre sees the writing on the wall with, uh, and he's really, he's the same product that we've had for years, Henrik yeah, McIntyre? I want to quickly go back just to a couple of points that Andrew said before I go into yeah. about McIntyre. Yeah, um, it's not an unfair comparison when you look at uh, Man City, and that is the kind of blueprint that we want. That we want players competing for their places. Yes, like you said, Andrew, there's so many years mm. where we have players being so complacent, knowing. That their names are going to be secured, going to be guaranteed on the um, on the, the squad sheet there. But now we've got players fighting for their positions, and that's what we've always wanted. That's one thing. In regards to the Mkhitaryan situation, I'm just thinking: Do we give Mkhitaryan a hard time because we know he's on two hundred thousand pounds a week? Is that the main reason why we give him? Well, I give him a hard time. I, I don't think so. I think if performance is coming to it as well. Yeah. Yeah, for me, for me, I look at the players on the pitch and I don't see uh, 300,000 above the player or 50,000 above the player. It's down to the performance, what you see on the field for me. Right, Andrew? I, I, think that, um, I was listening to the a Bergkamp Wonderland podcast from a couple of days ago and Danny made a really good point. He said, he's a, good, he's a decent player with some things to offer, but he, he's very inconsistent, as we all know, but if you're going to play him, play him in the middle as a number 10 because he ain't a winger. You know, yeah. the best, yeah. the, to get yeah. the best thing out of him would be to play him in the middle, if at all. So yeah. he's played out of position, unfortunately. This doesn't help him. Um, but we've got so much competition in that area now. It's frightening. And I don't see him being a, a starter. I don't see him being one of our best 11 players. Yeah. No. no. So, uh, uh, you know... It, We've got to stop people being picked on reputation. And, um, and, and that's it, really. We've got to play people that are going to adapt to our style and really move the club forward mentality-wise. 
But then, but then that's down to Unai Emery because I mean, he, mm. you know, the, the when he came into the club, and you know, Sanchez went the other way. Although I've got, a, I think we just about got the better deal because mm. Sanchez. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah. He's done absolutely nothing. But you're right. We we've. I think Mkhitaryan needs to be moved on. I know he's been played in the in the wrong position. But even when I see him on the ball, like you know, giving away the ball so easily, not really tracking. Again, I don't want to turn to a a Mkhitaryan bashing session. But mm-hmm. no, not yeah. at all. I don't want. I don't want to be negative today. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think, yeah, I think the writing's on the wall. I think he does need to be moved on. He does I think right, so. Sorry, so go Andrew, go ahead. Um, we'll change the tone and we'll say, what yeah. what ticked the boxes for you today, Andrew? I'll uh, I'll go into that in just one second. I'm going to get the one last bit of negativity out of the way before I move on to the positivity. And <laughs> yeah. the same thing really, the same thing really has to be said about Xhaka because as soon as David Luiz is in the team, he's redundant because Xhaka is a quarterback. He's he's fantastic at passing, but he's far he's mentally he's far too slow. He, he, he doesn't know what's going on around him, and he wants to. He, well, he thinks he's got all the time in the world to look around and, and find the right path in lots of case, cases. But he ain't got that time in the Premier League, unfortunately. He's looked half decent in in uh, pre-season because he's had the time because it's not that intensity in the matches. But in in um, the Premier League, he ain't got the time to do what he needs to do, unfortunately. And uh, and David Luiz is a better passer than him. He, it, Jack is a brilliant passer of the ball, but David Luiz is even better, I think. And um, as soon as he comes into the team, and I'm afraid Jack is redundant as well. But anyway, yeah. positivity is um, well, Nelson had. A, I think he had a lot of good points today. I think he's um, he's very positive. And what we've missed for so long is people that just pick the ball up and run at players. And yeah. Yeah. No matter who you are in the world, whether you're Virgil van Dyke or you know the Newcastle centre backs today, you don't like people running at you. You don't no. like pace. Pace is just yeah. The defenders hate pace. And they, they, we've got players that can really dribble and take players on now. And um, I'm really, really pleased about that. And and Sabios, I've, I've seen on Twitter people going, you know, uh, berating Sabios. And then why? He's got 20 minutes in his debut. Yeah. In the Premier League, and in, he's talking about negative things. Like, oh, he lost the ball, blah blah blah. Yeah, give the fella a break. Seriously, he's what we've been crying out for as well. I'm really excited to see him. I cannot, I simply cannot wait till Bellerin and Tierney are back because they are going to take the league by storm and totally be transformative for our team. Yeah, yeah. They, people don't realise what before the end of last season, I, and I still stand by it now. I said that Tierney is going to be our most important signing. And he really will be, I believe. I really do believe that because when, if you can imagine having those those two on the wings, um, Bellerin and Tierney, with their pace and they're rubbing my hands. Add to that, David Louise pinging the ball out sixty yards to either left wing, right wing, or to, straight to the forwards, mm-hmm. and then the passionate sort of uh, pacey midfielders that we've got now to choose okay. from. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then, by the way, we've got those three forwards in the team as well, Lacazette, Aubameyang and Pepe. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, we're going to be... Seriously, if we tick and we... And the most important thing is for Emery to be positive this season and actually be brave and not... Yeah. Don't care too much about what the opposition is going to do to us. Make sure that they are worried about playing us and force our game on them. 
Because if, if Unai Emery will do that, the sky's the limit, honestly. I'll, I don't know whether you want me to do it now or a bit later, but I honestly think we, we could potentially, if all these things fall into place, be threatening for, sec, you know, definitely threatening Liverpool for second place. And I, I don't think that's beyond the realms of possibility. And I can explain that whenever yep. you want to. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of uh, allowing myself to think the same way, Andrew. Alex, what do you think? Uh, well, going to your question about the positive out of the game, uh, for yeah. me it was um, the clean sheet. Um, we only had one clean sheet away from home, and we've already matched mm. that. Um, the positive, other positive was um, that Aubameyang, giving him, give him half a chance. Yep. You, Clinical. Definitely. He'll put um, the goal away, you know. Knowing fully well, we didn't have Lacazette. Um, the, the other guys, the new players, came on in the second half, and we still, still eked out a win. With a clean sheet, that is a massive. That that's a good start. That's a good platform um, for for Arsenal to start. And like I remember, again in the, in the days of uh, George Graham, one nil to the Arsenal, one nil to the Arsenal. So yeah, that, that's for me. That's, I miss um, saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Listen, can can the positivity continue? Say can again. the positivity continue? Let's peek ahead for a couple of weeks. That's down to Emery, I think. To be perfectly yeah. yeah, it's all yeah. down to Emery because I think we've got the players to be positive now. Yeah. So yeah. he he can't um, overthink things and just let players go out and play their games. To be honest, put them in the right positions on the park and let them do what they need to do. Because if we go into stadiums across the country without without out and trying to force our game on the opposition. And I think we're going to spank some asses this season if, we, if we're yeah. allowed to. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, I'd say it's down to the manager. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes um, over the next few weeks, really, and what kind of formations he puts out. But I just do not want to start seeing um, this uh, worry about other teams visiting us or, you know, yeah. when we visit them and yeah. trying to play, set up um, defensively because we're not a defensive team. We ain't got, we, we ain't, we're not. We ain't like that. So I really don't want to see that. I want to just see us attack, keep the ball as far away from our goal as possible because that's that's what we need to do. And uh, so, really press press teams. So Alex, to peer ahead, if if uh, the first indication of that will be away to Liverpool, let's say two games from now, we'll get a real indication of Emery. Will go will go for it or not, Alex? Yeah, I th I think we'll you know fight fire with fire because as Andrew rightly says. The defense is not our strongest point, you know. So, um, fight fire with fire. You know, our strength is in our attack, our midfielders. We've got the wingers in Pepe, you know, Ceballos in the middle, uh, Abamia and Lacazette. So, you know, if, if you want a real test for um, uh, Emery's um, thoughts and his mentality, again, I, I think he will go for all guns blazing, pardon the, the pun there. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic this season. You've got to remember that last season we just missed top four. What was yeah. one point? Yeah, and we got to European League Cup final with these players. So we've ha we've got an upgrade on on the squad now, and I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic we'll we'll reach maybe for me um third. We'll we'll reach third for for this season. I'm absolutely optimistic. Buzzing. Mm. Well, as you're talking about Liverpool, I'll just very briefly 
explain my thoughts about that. I mean, what a, firstly, what a shame that Tierney and Bellerin ain't going to be fit for that game. I mean, that, imagine that against their fullbacks. That would be something to see, wouldn't it, really? But what I can't... I, Liverpool are obviously going to have a really good season again, let's face it, because I love Klopp. I think he's a great... People slate him, but I love the guy. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But can you honestly see them having um, a season where, where they're going to get 97 points again and only, only lose one game? No. Well, <laughs> quite conceivably, right, they could have a fantastic season and finish on 87 points, which is still, a, yeah, like I said, it's a great season finishing on 87 points, 10, 10 points less than they got last season. Is that fair? Yeah. I, yeah. I would say that it's fair, yes. So from the, di- from the difference, points differential from last season, I think we were 24, 25 points behind them, if, if I'm right. Uh, they were, Liverpool were about 97 points and we finished on 70. Hmm. So twenty-five points different, yeah. At least twenty-five. Yeah, about twenty. So yeah. if they if they conceivably drop ten points from last season, can you not honestly see us getting an extra five wins across the season, like from what we did last year? The the stupid games that we lost and threw away. Do you think that's beyond the realms of possibility, or or converting some of the draws into wins yeah. that we did last yeah, season? Yeah, well, I mean, we won't concede fifty goals this year. We might concede around forty. And we're going to so, score a few more goals too, I would believe. Even now, we've got Tierney. Do you, th- you think we'll concede that amount of goals, Ray? Yeah, I think yeah. We'll, we conceded 51. We'll, we'll probably concede 10 less than that. Well, that's that'll be, I'll be happy with that. Because we're yeah. going to score more goals than last season as well. And we were, weren't too shabby at that last season. Agreed. Agreed. The squad changes that we've got, I think it's quite conceivable that we could um, make up 15 points. I genuinely feel that. I've got no reason to think that we're not going to be 15 points better off than we were last season. But even if we're not, we're going to be a lot closer to Liverpool than we were last season. And I'm telling you, that it could quite easily be a fight for second based on that. Because 25 points, remember, is what Liverpool made up from the season before. They were 25 points behind Man City the season before. And they did it. And I'm not saying that we are going to do it. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And I, I'm feeling very positive that we can do it. But even if we're not, I, I cannot see another way we're not going to be challenging for third. I, I, I don't think we should be thinking, are we going to squeeze into the top four? I really don't. Alex, you want, to, you want to jump in there, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I was, what I was going to say is, again, I don't like to look back on what happened last season, but we're going to look at the games away from home. And even the last game, Ray, you remember... At the Emirates, Brighton, Brighton. There's just yeah. just the, the wrong Palace. the wrong mentality. I think, like as Andrew says, I, I can't see us being worse off this season with the upgrade in the squad we have. We can make a push for me. Yeah, maximum third position. Max, yeah. but again, there are no easy games in the Premiership. Listen, no God, both of you. I said something in my hearing. No, I'm super optimistic. So I said. Manchester City are defending champions. They're going to have pressure. Liverpool are European champions. They're going to have pressure every game. So why can't we sneak in amongst that bunch and make it competitive for a long way this season? Well, it's a clean thing. Uh, oh, dude, if Leicester did it. <laughs> Remember Leicester? That's the old cliche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Don't remind us. Do you know what? We were 66-1 to 1 by Skybet at the beginning of the season. To win the league and 
<laughs> Man United last year, I think it, I think I'm right in saying they were four, 14 to one to win the league, and they went they jumped up to 40 something, 40, 40, 42 to one or something like that at the beginning of the season. And I think I was generous for them, to be perfectly honest. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, they've got a bad squad now. Uh, I don't know how it finished. I don't know what their match finished like. It was they were one 0 up last time I heard um, today. That's what I heard as well. Yeah, one. Um, I don't know whether they what the final score was between them and Chelsea, but Chelsea. I mean, I, I genuinely think they they're going to be out of the top four this season, and with their their strikers. I just they've just got nothing up front. I mean they've got Tammy Winnett playing up front for them. So um I can't I, see, I can't yeah. see doing it this season. I can't see Man United doing it this season. And what really annoys me is that every single media outlet you ever you hear when you're listening to podcasts or the radio, whatever, they've got they all, bar none, have got Tottenham to finish third. And I can't their new, their new signings might turn out to be incredible and completely rip up the Premier League this season, but I can't see them making that much of a difference um, transformative-wise to make them a lot stronger. Their, their squad has been so stale for so long. And if, wow. like someone said, if you use the same tools over and over again, you're going to get the same result. And their squad is stale. And Harry Kane has got his, his ankles are like the 85-year-old Jack Wilshire. You know, he's going to be um, going around on a Zimmer frame before too long. You know, so I don't, I can't see them be, being third, if I'm honest. They might get fourth. To be honest, Andrew, I mean, I've got no problems with the media loving them lot down the road because um, we, we don't want to put too much pressure on ourselves. We don't want the media to say, oh, you know what, now Arsenal have got an upgrade in their, their squad. They are going to be real contenders to be in the top four. I yeah. prefer us to be under the radar. I under the radar. Yeah. On doing the things that we have to do. If they want to talk about the likes of Liverpool, Man City, and Tottenham, then let them do it. And Man United, it. even. Man United fans are going to be gassed now after the beat Chelsea 3 0. So we have mm. an optimistic Man United supporter here. So I thought I saw. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, um, in regards to all the other cup competitions, and yeah, you know, bear with me on this one. I think. I've just seen a comment come up about Europa League champions, and yeah, my thoughts that. on that is, and I, it ain't going to happen. But this is the way I would, I would love it to happen. I would really like Steve Bold to take the under twenty threes and the younger players from the, the main squad to play all the Europa League games uh, and leave all the, the first team regulars and Unai Emery behind every Thursday. That's what I would love. Um, I think that would be a win-win situation because all our youngsters would be getting valuable um, competitive games Experience. in Europe. Yeah, and if we, if we, and uh, Uno Emery will be able to prepare for the Sunday, relaxing, not flying to the other side of the world with yeah. the main player. And if we went out of the Europa League this season, I really would not care less if I'm honest, because I think the Premier League is there to be taking not not winning the Premier League clearly but top four and getting Europe and Champions League qualification is there this season. Um and I I mean I'm really I just get so if we get to like the quarters, semis, great, you know, everyone will want to win it. And I, of course I want to win a European European competition. I'm not being stupid, but what is so important is to get into the Champions League next season. And I really think we we should do it the easier way. Yeah, by the Premier League by because by the Premier League, yeah. Competition. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's a long. I don't want to be in it anymore. I don't want to be in the Europa League anymore. I hate it. I'm sorry, but that's that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah we are tired of the Europa League, and you know, we're gassed. We're we're gassed about these things, but um, we can't really, Alex. Uh, we can't really look at the league until about four games in. You know, we got supporters on here from different teams, uh, getting gassed about one result. So, put some caution, tap the brakes there a little bit. Yeah, but like, I mean, imagine if it went the other way. Imagine if we lost. People have been gasping. Oh my goodness, Unai Emery, you know, he needs to be sacked. It's it's a good yeah. foundation. We've we've got the three points, which is more important than the performance. Now we can you know get back, regroup, get Lacazette uh, back into full training, and go again against um. Is it Burnley? Is it the next game? Home game? Burnley mm-hmm. next game, the home game. Yeah, yeah. So, Not I mean, taking anything for granted, but we want a home win there. Absolutely. You need to start the new signing in that game, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think we've seen Pepe. He's, he saw the pace of the Premier League and today. And he might have learned a few things even coming on the pitch today, Andrew. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I think so. Absolutely pissing it down in the northeast. A better introduction. Maybe really. a sac- sacra bluff. Yes, I know. But, no, I, also, I mean, uh, Lille is, I think I'm right in saying it's actually fairly close to the uh, the coast of, uh, of France, which I don't think the, the weather's going to be too much different from where he <laughs> no. was. But no, nothing can be taken from today with a 20 minute cameo at the end of the match. Yeah. But he's got, he's, he's got a run out, and he's basically got to get used to the players that are around him and, and know what runs they're going to be making. And, so on, which I, and like I said earlier about Ainsley Maitland-Niles, I think he had a good game today. I, I really do. And um, he, he did a little bit of a cheeky professional foul at one point and got away with it completely, completely totaled someone. Like, we want to see out. that. Yeah, I can't Exactly. Shit, shit <laughs> yeah, I loved it. No, I loved, absolutely loved seeing that. But I'll tell you what, his burst of pace for the goal was, was brilliant. You know, he, he, the cross he made for the goal, you know, you can't argue with that. And I think that like I said earlier, the, the in, getting Pepe does that sort of thing to other players around the squad. You know, it makes them up their game because yeah. we've got better players yeah. around them now. And um, that's going to have an effect on him. Yeah. Um, but I've got, it was nice to see him in the shirt today. He really was. But we can't take anything out of his performance. Yeah. Can't take anything really out of Sabayos' performance today. But at least they got stretched the legs and they got a little bit more used to the, the squad around them. Yeah. yeah, Alex, it's going to take a few weeks for Pepe and Aubameyang to get that understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know they, they they played against each other, didn't they, in the um in the French league, and they were Lex that was at Lyon. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited, you know, for the for the the, the, the strikers, um, Pepe, and like you said before, um, I'm I'm very very optimistic for this season, you know. But like Andrew said, like <laughs> Pepe, up in the northeast. With the wind blowing <laughs> and the, that rain there, you must have... You do it in a wet day up northeast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I'm really optimistic. Uh, by the way, Ray, what was your um, your prediction for, for, the, for the game? So my prediction was 2-1. 2-1. And uh, Andrew's involved in the predictions as well. And I'm happy to report that we... Are all on one point. We all got yeah, the result yeah. correct, but not yeah. the correct yeah. scoreline. So I we're all on one point. Three nil. I didn't know we were had so many flipping players like, but at least they got the nil right. That's good. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'll happily be in, be I'll be happy to be incorrect every week if we get a clean sheet every week. Mm, you know, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. yeah, definitely. And just to let anyone know if they're watching uh, on playback or live, join in the uh, predicted scoreline challenge between Arsenal Fan Circle and Cannon Fodder TV, and we're going to do it as a a team. Um, it's um, Alex and Ralph against myself and Mahir, and then we'll do it as an individual league program for all of the subscribers on both channels. Get involved. Get involved. Get involved. London Oakpool. Yes. There you go. Should Pepe start against Burnley? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, is is United winning the league? No. no. Winning the league. <laughs> apart from that. <laughs> Next question. Tell Barry what it's like to be an Arsenal supporter. Fantastic. The best Brilliant. In the world. Things are good, Barry. Come on <laughs> over. You can't buy Come on over. <laughs> Join the dark side. <laughs> the red and white side. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to have to my, take my leave, unfortunately. Um, like I said, it's been right. a long day. But, um, Ray, thanks for having me back on um, Arsenal Fan Circle. And Andrew... Um, I'll follow you on your Twitter account, man. Definitely. Definitely, mate. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we'll catch up with each other. Nice one. Guys, have a good have a good evening, and I'll see you very, very soon, Ray. Take care. Thanks, man. Alex. Today see was you. a good day, Alex. Absolutely. Okay, Andrew. Uh, do you think we can go back in for Upper Meccano in January? It's crispy. Uh, it's yeah, I, don't, I don't know about January, if I'm honest. I, mm -hmm. I think next summer's more likely. Next summer. I Next think Halloween's was bought for uh, the year at least, maybe two to help bring him through. Maybe after we get uh, obviously Saliba, and possibly if we get Upper Makano, I think it'd be great to have David Louise along, you know, to for them to learn from as well, because he gets um, a lot. Of, he, he gets a lot of unfair stick. Um, people, I think, saw David Louise at the beginning of his career. And he made a few high-profile errors. Um, but I don't know a, a single central defender who doesn't make errors. Um, everyone will at some point. Just some make yeah. less than others. But I think over the last two or three years, he's been pretty solid in his, in his latter part of his career. He's been a lot um, stronger. Um, I credit this um, to um, Stilberto, Tim Stillman. He, he knows a lot about South American football, as you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said, if anyone can say, you know, show me any high-profile errors that he's made over the last two or three years, I'd like to see them because I can't think of any. And, yeah, um, yeah he, he had a good, solid season last year, um, David Silva. And, like I say, his ability on the ball and being able to, create, being able to bring the ball out, but his passing is second to none. And, and again, Tim Stillman said he's probably the best passer Central defender, central defender, who is the best passer probably in world football. There is, there are none better. And um, how can we not be excited to see this, to see him in an Arsenal shirt? I I'm definitely am. I've always liked that um, David Luiz. Um, yeah. Really, you know, I've always liked him because he plays with a smile on his face. He enjoys playing football, and um, it's infectious. And the, his will to win is infectious, and I can't wait to see what difference he brings to the team. Uh, yeah, Andrew. He's, 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 he's absolutely he's amazing. A, 
He's the kind of player I hated Arsenal to go up against. I, I hated to play against that player. Mm. But now he's on our team, so we got to embrace that. Do you think he's just covered for one year until uh, Saliba comes in? I don't know. Uh, years, I'd say. Um, because they, I, I'm not sure that Saliba's going to go immediately into the team. People are just assuming we're going to get him back, back and he'll go immediately into the team. But he's still only going to be 19. You know, so he's going to have to be used in to the team. Um, and I think having David Luiz next to him, potentially, or, you know, I don't know about Socrates, maybe uh, obviously playing against next to him as well. But he's going to have to learn the league and be used in a bit gently. I don't think he's going to be starting every single game next year. Um, but I'm absolutely amazed and delighted to get him because he looks like the real deal. You know, he looks like um, he could be potentially, you know, a world-class central defender, but he's still very, very young and time will tell, obviously. And I just hope to God he don't get badly injured this year and we yeah. get, a, you know, fully fit Saliba next year because I'm very, very happy that we made that that purchase. Yes, it's a lot of money. Yes, it's a, a bit of a gamble, but what signing isn't a gamble. But a lot of teams yeah. were after that kid. A lot of teams across the world were after that kid and we any came to Arsenal. And um, absolutely delighted about it. But as regards Upamecano, I can't... I mean, I, I think I'm right in saying he's, he's only 20 as well. Is that right? Yeah, very young. Very, very young. I mean, he's going to get a lot more benefit from having another year in Germany as well. Um, get that under his belt. But I can quite conceivably believe that behind the scenes, you know, uh, Don Raul would have been having a word and trying to maybe secure his services for next summer already. If not him, maybe another absolute quality centre-back. I can, he's not going to leave it. I can I can well believe that he's doing something behind the scenes as we speak, really. But it's notoriously difficult to get people in in January. We have obviously done that in the past. I can't see it this year, this January. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how we get on. No, tra- traditionally, it's, it's difficult to get your targets in January, especially what we're going to be looking for is a quality centre-back. Uh, we'll probably wait till the next window, next real window. In the mm. summertime, you know, we're bringing down the average age of the squad quite dramatically, and I'm really happy about that. Yeah, um, you're bringing down the age and you're bringing down the wage structure as well. Mm. So these younger players are on lower starting wages as they get better and, and achieve more things and age more and mature more, they can uh, get improved contracts. Yeah, well, Juan Real's had a good season. He had a good game today, I think, as well. But um, he, he generally does that the last couple of seasons. He starts off the season really, really well, but he just tires, which is understandable at his age. He's, he's done an awful lot of work over his career up and down that wing, so um, from, le- from left back. So we can't rely on him for the whole season, but he, it looks like he's going to be solid until um, Tierney is fit and ready to come into the team. So that's, that's positive as well. Because of what, you know, he's been a good servant. I do like Monreal, but he he just can't do the full season anymore. He's just yeah. got it, unfortunately. So we have Barry BTV talking about Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire may be the finished article, but he's expensive. And we've we've bought potential in Saliba for 50 million less. I, um, I mean... What can you say about the price that he paid? They but, paid the the Premier League premium. Exactly, yeah, and they 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 desperately needed a central defender. 
they were quoted that price at the beginning of the window um, and they got him at the end of the window. And yeah. Obviously, I presume that they were hope, hoping that they it, it could either get someone else cheap, you know, a similar sort of uh, defender cheaper or whatever, um, or drive the price down eventually. But Leicester, why would they drive the price down, being, allow the truck price to be dri- driven down because they didn't have to sell him? Um, but they got, they stuck to their guns and they got a good deal. But at the end of the day, I bet a lot of the Man United fans just wish that they, if they're going to pay that price, they'd done it at the beginning of the window so he could settle in a bit more um, and a bit quicker. But um, they've got a decent defender. They don't get me wrong, but he, the price is massive. But if they're willing to pay it, they're willing to pay it. And he's, he's strengthened their defence. And you can't say much more than that. But wan again, £50 million is a... Is a, is a Premier League premium. Um, he's going to be a very good player, but he's a, a very good defender. I'm not sure about, um, you know, he's, he's going to offer a lot in attacking sense down the, uh, from right back. I think he's a very good young defender and that's what they need, obviously, to you know, stop the goals going in, but I don't think he's going to offer a lot going forward. Um, he's not like a, a Robertson or, or hopefully like Tierney when, when he settled into our team. And, uh, Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's, he's not he's not like that, but he's yeah. probably one of the best young defenders. So they, they've got a bit, much better defence than they had last year, put it that way, but so have we now, thankfully. We've got a much better team than we had uh, last year. I think yeah. he's much more transformative than we think, um, getting David Luiz in the team. Yeah, getting David Luiz in the team and adding tyranny... It's improving our mentality in the team. Yeah, and another thing as well. The Chamber is um, going to surprise a few people I think, with his performances. Um, don't, people seem to have forgotten over the um, close season. Although he's, he's played really well, I think. So, well, when I saw him at the uh, Emirates Cup, he was right playing right about 20 yards away from me, I was, from where I was sitting. And I watched a lot of Chambers and he really impressed me. But um, he played all of last season in in midfield um, for Fulham with you know yeah. some less lesser quality players as it as it showed because they, the the season that they had. Um, but he was their player of the season from midfield, so he's going to take a bit of a while to settle back into playing centre back, and people need to realise that. Um, but so far, so good as far as I'm concerned. He's uh, he's playing his socks off, um, playing for his play. And that's all you can yeah. ask for, yeah. for your players. Um, yeah, if your players to be doing that, so I'm I'm really happy with him at the moment. Yeah, this the centre back situation. Who who's going to be pairing up with um, Socrates is a tricky question to answer. Well, um, depending, and it all depends on how Rob Holding comes back into the team yeah. because yeah. Um, we all know that he's a good good player, young player again still, which is great. But he looks the real deal. Um, if he comes back and he's in, in really good form, then it it's who's going to be paired with him, not Socrates. You know, it's who's going to be paired with Rob Holding. Yeah, is it going to be yeah. David Luiz or is it going to be Socrates? And I, I just hope, for, especially for this season, David Luiz gets more of a shout because of what he can offer the team. Now, I don't. I, I had a real. Um, go at Socrates in pre-season. Um, you probably saw, mate. I don't know, maybe saw on Twitter. I just lost it. I, I think that was validated. I was at that game, and uh, you you take a yellow card in a game. You don't. You don't. <sighs> really 
two minutes later, you don't foul like that. You got to take the temperature of the, the game and the temperature of the referee and how he's yeah, officiating yeah. the game. He gets um, to a lot. He makes similar mistakes to what Mustafi gets crucified for, unfortunately. But Socrates gets away with it because he's just that little bit more aggressive, and the fans like him more. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sitting here and yeah. saying I don't like Socrates. He's got a lot of good mentality, and he's a, he's a good defender. But he is liable to make uh, mistakes like that. Well, they're not even really mistake. You can't call that a mistake. But he, he did it on purpose. Um, what he did against, um, it was against, was it Real Madrid? That, is Madrid. That yep. So you can't call that a mistake. Um, he just he it, walks it, that it, line, Andrew. Brain, sorry? He walks that line. Yeah, he does, yeah. Aggressive. And people are saying, oh, I'm not sure about David Luiz because he, he's got a rick in him. Well, I'm sorry, but so is Socrates, Socrates and so is Mustafi, as we know. I mean, but I'd rather have someone great yeah. on the ball who can pass the ball 60 yards to create a goal-scoring opportunity in the team who's liable to make the odd mistake than someone that doesn't do that but is liable to make a mistake. So I'd rather have someone that's a bit more creative and better on the ball than a good defender who's not got those skills. So with people will say... because. Oh, there's a lot to weigh up to it between Socrates and David Luiz, but David Luiz offers more to the team than Socrates does because he's, he's still yeah. a good defender. Yeah. Both make potentially, but, so, but he's better on the ball and he's better passer. So I'd, I'd have David Luiz and Rob Holding as my central defensive pairing personally. You can see that we're trying to play the ball out from the back, but we're still not quite mm. there, Andrew. Yeah, and he will be able to guide the rest of the players around him to do that, won't he? So, yeah. Socrates isn't that kind of player, is he? So, um, if there's going to be a casualty, it ain't going to be um, who's going to be teamed up with Socrates, as far as I'm concerned. Because when he's fit, I'm going to say who's going to be teared up with Rob Holding. I think that's the way it's going to go. He's the future. Right. And in the transfer window, as London Old School said, we've definitely upgraded on Koscielny leaving with oh, Luis. Yeah. Well, he, it's, Koscielny was a fantastic player and a servant for the team. But yep. when you consider that there's only a year between Koscielny and David Luiz, age-wise, yep. they, they're, they're literally like chalk and cheese. I mean, Koscielny's body, is, is how long would it have held out? Achilles. His body is knackered. And uh, yeah. David Ruiz has got the body and the fitness of probably someone, you know, who's mid, mid to late 20s, you know, a few years younger than he is. He's, yeah. he's just very athletic. And he's, and he's very, a little bit more intimidating looking as well. Well, he's got fantastic hair. He's uh, he's into the Simpsons and he matches um, Ben Uzi. So what more can you ask for? Yeah. He's got the brothers are back together. A lot of feng shui on the pitch, you know, with the with the fact that they're matching. But a commentator's nightmare, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, uh, reason to look forward uh, with Burnley next weekend? Yeah. Uh, I talk, just touched on Gwen Doozy early, uh, just then. And one thing I haven't mentioned is, uh, is, is him. And I absolutely love watching him play. He's, he's, he's going to be... A, uh, a truly world-class midfielder, I think, but he, he, he frustrates me a lot as well yeah. because um, 
he's too um, casual. Uh, if he could add some urgency to his game, yeah, um, and a lot more pressing and speed up his passing, he will truly yeah. be a world-class player because yeah, and and pass it more forward. He, he still passes it sideways too much and backwards too much for my liking. Um, because he's, he's got more to him than that. He doesn't have to do that, but he does. And um, I watched him today in the match, and he just he very, very rarely breaks into a sprint. He will, He's just casually jogging around. And I, I noticed on more than one occasion today when some a player from the opposition, a Newcastle player, sort of was running past him towards the box, and he, he didn't speed up. He didn't try and um, track him or, you know, press him for the ball, try and tackle him. He just like, ca- carried on ca- sort of casually jogging. And uh, I'm not slaughtering him for it, but that, that does, my, does my head in a bit with him. But if he could iron that out, add a lot more urgency to his game um, and be a little bit more positive with his possession, then the world's his oyster, to be honest, because he's a fantastic player. Um <sighs> I, was, I said earlier about my preferred midfield trio, yep. and um, it's it's really hard because um, it didn't include Gunduzi, but I love him. I love him as a player. My just to clarify what it was, I said I really love the midfield trio: Willock, um, Torreira, and Ceballos. I think that would offer us so much uh, in every area that we need in our midfield with regards to the sort of defensive responsibilities from, with Torreira and Willock. Willock tracks back. Um, pace, raw energy and enthusiasm, uh, and obviously quality as well. But Willock is... It's, the more I see Willock, the more I think that in um, a season, not maybe not next season, the season after, when he's got a couple of years Premier League experience under his belt, I genuinely think we could have found our um, replacement for Vieira and Gilberto after all these years. I think he yeah. could offer that. He's, he, he's potentially still growing, but he's still a unit. He's much taller than I thought he was when I, when I saw him at the Emirates Cup. He's um, he's got no fear. He, he just he, you know he could be playing against world class players like he did in pre season, and think yeah whatever. He's just another footballer I'm up against today, and he's. His confidence is, and his ability with running with the ball and his, his pace is so quick as well, dribbling with the ball. Uh, he could be a truly great box-to-box player in a couple of years' time. I think we need to play him. I really do think we need to play him at the moment and give him as much experience as possible. Yeah, I, I, I think, Andrew, he needs that uh, fluidity in the game, getting a number of games together because... I saw he had an exchange with John Joe Shelby, and I think Shelby was trying to intimidate him a little bit early on. And uh, it was Shelby who had that shot that hit the post as well. So John Joe Shelby from the Adams family. Well, you know, he's probably used to scaring a few players, but I don't think he was scared from him. He's stuck here, whatever, mate. Um, he's, He's mature beyond his years at the moment, but so God only knows how good he's going to be when he gets a bit more experience under his belt. Um, I'm really excited to to see that, and um, I say we've got a lot to look forward to with the, the with the Burnley game. I say yeah. most, but uh, well, everything is going to be down to Emery now. 
he's got got to perform this season. Everyone knows that because he's been back to the hilt. He's know. been back to the hilt, and um, there's no excuses for him. Yeah, yeah, so, and he knows he has this one last season before yeah. he can get his contract extended. Yeah, exactly, and he's he's got to um, he's got to be bold and brave and go for it this year, this year because the, this potential of the squad that we've got now is very very high, and if he doesn't achieve what we need to achieve, then he's going to be in trouble. And I think Christmas is the time when we uh, we need to sort of, well, I'm sure as, as a group of fans, uh, it'll be assessed on a game-by-game basis as well on Twitter, as we yeah. all know. Well, uh, we know from the fixtures, Andrew, Christmas is going to be a very difficult uh, month for us. That, that December month is going to be very, very difficult. Well, I... I I'm I'm choosing to think that December is going to be a very tough month for all of our opponents. That's the way I want to look at it because I I don't want to think like that anymore. Right. I want to make. Yeah. I want. To, yeah. I want to think that. Well, it's tough luck for everyone. It's going to come. They've got to face us. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Why should we be in that mentality anymore? We should. I like I'm that. Really, I, I shouldn't. I don't want to look at the fixtures and think, oh, that's a tough game. Oh, that's a tough game. I want to think that, yeah, it's going to be a tough game for all our opponents because we're going to go there and blitz them. And that's what it was like when, you know, in the, in the, Back in the day. We, we weren't scared of our opponents who we were playing no. there. Quite often during our prime years in the midsports and, and the seasons around that, I didn't even know who we were playing at, at the weekend because I didn't care. It's just next team up. Yeah. Um, just... But the next game, Andrew, is Burnley. And last year... Uh, Ozil was featured in that Burnley game. We had a 3-1 win. London Old School's asking the question, where do you think Ozil features in the team this season? Um, More of a diminished role, do you see? Yeah, in all honesty. I see that too. Um, I, don't, I don't see him getting into our best 11 at the moment. Um and that's a, it's a great problem to have. Let's face it, it's a very much of a first world problem that we've got at the moment with the players and, and who who's going to be left out. It's going to be some hard decisions because I don't want to see um, Angsley make and Niles particularly not in the team. But as soon as yeah. Bellerin comes back and he's fit, there's no place for him in the team. And Because I've seen a few questions. Would you move Angsley, make and Niles into midfield um, when Bellerin's back? as a defensive midfielder? Well, um, no, um, um, because we've got better options, unfortunately, in, in midfield at the moment. And it's really horrible to say because he's an academy player again. But we don't need a defensive midfielder in Angela Maitland-Niles if we've got Torreira. Could, could he play some games on the wing, the right wing? Cup games? Well, ahead of Pepe. Yeah, cup games. Cup games. <laughs> yeah, definitely cup games. Because, like I said earlier... I want our youngsters to play all of our cup games, including the Europa League, throughout until the latter stages, if we, if we stay in it. And uh, if we go out of those cup games, I really don't give a monkeys because we definitely need to prioritise the Premier League this year. In my, I, I just think that's yeah. a given well, after last year. And I don't want to overplay the the regular first-team starters. Um, but, so we need to play the youth. Um, but... There's a lot of players that are going to have to miss out. And unfortunately, like I said to you earlier, the, 
the old regime needs to be swept out of the club with that, that mentality. Mm -hmm. Who's got the right to, to choose what away games they go and play? There's no yeah. who's got the right to do yeah. that. You see, he hasn't, unfortunately. And we need players that have got the right mentality. And Mesut Ozil is an, an incredible footballer on his day. We all know that. But unfortunately, his day doesn't come around often enough anymore. And we need to inject yeah. the team with youth and the right attitude um, and pace. We need to add pace. We need legs in the midfield. And we've got that with Willock, uh, Torreira and Ceballos or you know, Genduzzi as well. And they offer so much more to the team than the occasional flash of brilliance from Ezra yeah. Ozil. And the competition is a good thing for every position, Andrew. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Definitely. And so, Emery is going to get the best out of the, the squad with the competition, the competition for places. Um, not even uh, Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Pepe will, will not play every game together. No, um, I think that fantastic problem to have. Definitely, yeah, because we need to give minutes as well to to Nelson. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, to Smithrow when he's uh, available as well. He's looking extremely promising. Uh, Saka needs to get minutes. Um, they, they're not going to be starting in the Premier League, but we need to play them in, in all of the cup games. We need to. Um, I mean, we've even got you know Zach Medley. He's been promoted to the first team squad. There's not a chance at the moment he's ready to play in the Premier League. But Carabao Cup, FA Cup, yeah. the early rounds of the Europa League, I'd, I'd give him a, a run out for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how long it's going to be before Rob Holding is actually fully fit because obviously he's played um, 60 minutes recently in an under-23 game, which is really promising. Yeah. And didn't suffer any after-effects, apparently, from that run out as well. Um, so maybe three or four more under-23 games and he's, he's going to be ready, which is um, really promising. Um, and in that case, unfortunately, it looks like straight away that Chambers ain't going to be in the first team. Even though he's been um, yeah. very well, played very well today, so it's 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 tough being a football manager sometimes when you have to make these decisions. But you've got to do what's best for the team. And um, if someone has got a bit more quality to their game than the, and a person that's playing at the moment, then unfortunately they could, you've got to do the right thing for the club and the team. And well, and obviously in Emery's case himself, because it's all down to results for him. Yeah. Um, he's, he's under a lot of scrutiny. This is potentially his last season under his contract because the third season is an option. So he's actually technically out of contract at the end of this season. Yes, yes. But if he doesn't do the right things and if he's not bold in his decision-making, then he's going to lose his job. And um, who can say that's wrong? Yeah, and um, I think a lot of the players are really are not at full fitness yet. It will take a number of games into late August and early September before we see this team really moving well, you know. But yeah. we're really – I agree with you. We're really excited for Tierney to come into the team and for um, Bellerin also to come back. And we're going to see – That is um, my here. 
his joint. The, uh, well, uh, the pod. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to, unfortunately, sort of uh, uh, take my leave very shortly. Yeah. But I've, and I've lost my train of thought. I was just about to say something. Um, like, we were talking about the fullbacks, Tierney and Bellerin. We're going yeah, to transform yeah. the team. They're going to be totally transformative, and I, I cannot wait um, to see them in tandem. And it's only a shame that they're not going to be, you know, the Liverpool away game comes so early in the season because um, yeah. I'd to see those two go up against their fullbacks, and that'll be uh, mouthwatering because yeah. um, people don't. I don't think people quite realised how um, transformative it'll be to have those two in the squad um, playing on the pitch. Um, absolutely can't wait. And I honestly think that both him... Uh, this this whole um, captaincy issue uh, that everyone's been so flipping drawn into, because yes. it's, it's totally overstated. Back in the day, I think it was important when we had Tony Adams and, and so on, were captains nowadays it's just not i mean it it shows how less important it is by giving five players captaincy it's ridiculous you used to have a, a vice captain and a captain that was it yeah so what i said at the bit at the end of last season towards who's going to be the next captain i, I honestly said we ain't got one in our squad no and we need to buy one and then yeah, that created all sorts of, oh, you know, handkerchiefs up at the mouth and saying, you can't buy a captain and put him straight into the team. Yes, you can. I think David, the only ones we've got really are David Louise and yeah. Tierney. Are the first let, me ask, let me ask you that question. Um, is, uh, it, is it helpful, Andrew, to, to uh, nominate new signings as uh, captains? Why not? Why, why Within the dress, does it help the dressing room? Does it upset people? Well, I think it's uh, it it can be a massive boost, to be perfectly honest, because right. it's like hiring someone for, in the outside of football, hiring someone, a new manager for a, a sales team, for example, in an office, and they come in and they've got a whole new they're looking at things through different eyes, right. and um, they've got all different ideas and ways of look, of doing things, and I think it can just be refreshing, and anyway. The role of captain has been diminished in lots of ways, but I think that it's the winning mentality and the enthusiasm that they bring to the uh, on the pitch. That's the most important thing, and those two offer that more than any player that we've got on the on the pitch at the moment. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Andrew, I know you got to go now. Uh, if you've got any final points, if you want to make them, or yeah, uh, thanks, I'll, thanks for your time. I'll, I'll just reiterate what I said a few minutes ago uh, about. Not looking at the fixture list and thinking, oh, that's a hard fixture. That's a hard fixture. Just think about it. Let's, let's, as a group, as a, of fans, get into the mentality of, yes, that's a hard fixture for our opponents. You know, yeah. we've got a bloody good team now. So don't look at it and think, oh, God, that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a good game, yeah, but it's going to be tough for our opponents. That's the mentality yeah. we need. And the other, the other thing as well, Andrew, having a good window like that, Previously, you would think, okay, we're a top four team, but now we're thinking maybe why not have a go at the league? Why not try to see what we can do in the league and be contenders? We've got to um, stop thinking that we've got to knock timidly on the door of the top four and try and think, oh, is anyone home? Can we actually come in, please? And just like think we're we there anyway and 
get the positive attitude back that we are. I mean, Arsenal are unrivaled across the world as being a great quality club with yeah. class, and we deserve yeah. our at the top table. And we've got to get that mentality back. It looks like we're headed in the right direction with the win that we just had as well, Andrew. So, yeah, I'm hopeful for this season. I'm hoping for a real good thumping win to really, really set the uh, season off um, in a vein that we, in a way we wanted, we could continue. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got a win away with a clean sheet and um, it's very, very positive. There's a lot, a lot of positives to be taken out of the game with the youngsters we've got coming through, the new signings that we've made. And, um, yeah, the, the whole new mentality that we've got to have throughout the club, the squad, and I, I truly wish that we could have it throughout the whole of the fan base as well. Okay, thanks so much, Andrew, for coming on. We'll definitely have you on again throughout the season. Yeah, that'd be great. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for inviting me on. Thanks for coming into the circle. Have a listen to... From Dial Square to where? Subscribe. Absolutely. It's refreshing. Uh, what, what you do is refreshing. I like to listen to it from time to time. So if you have some time, folks, check it out. Dial Square to where? Yeah, thanks very much. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks. Speak to you best. soon, Andrew. Thanks. So that was uh, Andrew from Dial Square to where? Hello, Gun the News. What's happening, Ray? What's happening, all the subscribers? Uh, we've just been sort of talking about, as you know, um, the Arsenal win. And you know when our channel is growing? Do you know a real indication of when your channel is growing as an Arsenal channel? You get it trolls. You get trolls. Almost <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so... Check back on the playback. We had a Manchester United troll. He's stoked about a 3 or 4 nil win today. He beat Chelsea. What even? They are going to win the league now. Manchester, uh, You heard it here first, everybody. Manchester United are going to win the league. So, London old school. <laughs> Manchester United are going to win the league, London Old School and Noe. How are you feeling about today's results? Excellent. We can't like understate it enough. This was a win away from home. Sure, we did beat Newcastle last season as well, but we got a clean sheet as well. And we were able to bet in some of our new signings to get acclimated to the Premier League. Yeah, but not only that. Oh, yeah. Showed so much passion. I mean, I personally loved it. Yeah. Um, who was the standout for you? Joe Willock, Reese Nelson, um, Ainsley Maitland Niles. Player of the game for you. I would probably say Joe Willock. Joe Willock, yeah. He's Joe the player Willock. we've been crying out for. Uh, I think he's definitely going to uh, get better as games go through, but we're actually going to close out the show pretty soon. So we'll just have my co-host, my brother, finish up the show here. I mean, I'd just like to say 1-0 to the Arsenal. Our youngsters played with passion and... There wasn't a, we can't fully judge 
because we didn't see Pepe full game and Ceballos. We just saw little bits here and there. But personally, that away win to start us off is a great start. And it's a great way to see the youngsters integrated into the team. The likes of... I mean, I was shocked at the way Ainsley Maitland just intercepted that ball. I thought it was Willock or somebody else and I'm watching on playback and I'm saying, wait a minute, was that... Can Ainsley Maitland now actually do that? Adjust to the pace. And I mean, a fantastic start. I'm happy. A great, I mean, a great so cross. Happy. A great cross for Aubameyang and a great take by Aubameyang. And, uh, you know, that's a finish. That's 56... <laughs> $56 million finish. Although I must say, Mickey played quite poorly. Yes. Like, really, really poorly. Like, I was... No, no he said, in his opinion, we should have sold Mickey instead of Iwobi. And it's probably just down to the wages, Snowy. We, we couldn't, we cannot shift Mickey. Uh, maybe by the end of this month, a team could come in for him from the continent. Yeah, I mean... And get rid of some of the people that are still around, you know? Because uh, after alterations, often the next transfer window, oh my days. Um, I see there's a comment we have here from uh, our good friend at Arsenal Vlogs. Second half, we played good, but I thought Newcastle deserved a draw. But all over, a lot of positive. The Willock really played well today. Start him every week. And Socrates played well as well. Um, I think we're waiting for Rob Holding to come back, Bellerin, uh, Tian introduced. I we didn't even see Louise today. I mean, and we still managed to pull out a hard-earned win. What shocking players? Chambers, Mkhitaryan, and Jacket today were the worst players. Please bend those three. I really like Arsenal. Have to. We have two Pepe chance. Okay. Now, you know, Luca over at Arsenal Vlogs, you're notorious for being like a Claude. And now he has called you Claude in, in the past. Are you willing to be more optimistic this season, Luca? I mean, surely, surely you have to be more. Arsenal, um, Luca, do you still think Arsenal are a sixth or eighth ranked team? Surely not. Like, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, Luca's being optimistic. We're going to be finishing sixth. Okay. So, um, I hear. Um, and we have we respect every supporter's um, opinion here, even the Manchester okay. United ones. <laughs> I've the Manchester United supporters from airtime, just to show how deluded they are. They think they got Harry Maguire slaphead. Uh, Slabhead is going to help them. But Luca's down here. This is the pessimistic Arsenal supporter. Uh, you and I are up here. We're going to push. Uh, I can make a case even for pushing for second place, my here. So can I. I. I mean, honestly, we have an honest conversation, even with our subscribers. A lot of people will say we can possibly push for a second place finish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were missing probably five starters from the team. David Luiz, Ceballos. We know what happened with Ozil and um, Ozil and Kalisinek. 
Yes, there's something that we're not exactly sure about, but it's all related to uh, Turkish gangs, as I understand. Apparently, I saw that in the comments uh, just now as I came into the chats. And um, I don't know why, like, people would behave so. It's not even inappropriately. Uh, you see again, uh, Lucas saying, uh, second, you mad. <laughs> all right, Luca, let's have a little uh, discussion on that right now. Luca, you're at sixth place. We're actually talking about second place. If we finish higher than fourth, we win the argument this season. If we finish lower than fourth, you win the argument this season. And we'll call it quits if we're fourth because you're talking about sixth and we're talking about second. Fourth is right in the middle. We'll remember this, Luca. We'll come back. We'll revisit this in May. We'll definitely <laughs> Why can we not um, possibly get second place? Do you think Liverpool and Manchester City are going to walk away with it this season? I mean, there's an argument for that, but um, Luca, I thought we were not going to buy anyone two weeks ago. Luca, you yeah. have, this is your opportunity for apologizing now, Luca. Mm. London Old School is 100% right, yeah. Because wants to see it as well. Because we, I mean, but like we clearly, we, we respect all our subscribers' opinions, everybody's, because everybody has a different opinion, right? Yeah. But you can't argue that our squad isn't becoming trimmed of all the dead wood. And like, I'm sure in eventually Mikatarian will get, Mikatarian will move. There's Ozil to move to MLS, I think maybe in January. There's talks of him replacing Hopefully. the Rooney. Hopefully. Um, we can get a right back, for example, uh, for extra cover or maybe even to make that slot their own. While Pelanin recovers or, you know, integrates himself back into the squad. Yeah. Lucas, like, we ain't getting top four. <laughs> we'll finish fifth or sixth, but the reason why we won't get second is because Arsenal didn't strengthen enough defence. We strengthened our defence enough, so we're not going to concede 50 goals, maybe 45, 42. If we would have bought one world-class centre-back and right-back, then I'd be positive. Okay, Luca, let's revisit this in May. We're going to close out the show here pretty soon. If our new players like, we can push for a second. Uh, enjoy Luca's input. Yeah, and this is what we're all about in the circle, my ear. We, we enjoy everybody's input. We're not trying to single anyone out. And we respect your opinion. We Hell, we've had a Manchester United supporter in here we didn't block him <laughs> not, exactly. saying not saying we won't do that if you're a fan of an opposing team you want to have some banter we absolutely encourage that but if it gets personal in any way you will be blocked yes sir <laughs> and yes, sir. Keep it clean yes sir keep it clean relatively clean. Clean. you know banter is banter but there's all all due respect to the next person and their mm -hmm. opinion and to yeah. not offend anybody, you know? Yeah. Okay, so we are stoked. Uh, we have three points. Uh, I don't know where we are in the table, but we're not going to look for about three or four 
weeks, me personally anyway. Um, let's look at the predicted score challenge. Everybody predicted the correct results, but did not get the exact score correctly. So we are all on one point. <laughs> no bragging yeah, rights. Right. We have no bragging no, rights. Can fodder yet, but we'll see how that goes as as the season goes on. Um, so continue, everybody, uh, to put your predicted score line in for the next game, which is Burnley at home. And you can do that closer to Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but then you will have a better idea of what the team's going to be like. And uh, we'll keep an eye on it as the season goes goes on. Our collaboration with Karen Potter TV will continue. Most definitely. So Richard feels that we'll finish uh, third or fourth. Uh, Luca says if we can sign up a McCann or Titi. I don't think we're going to sign anybody in January. Just being real with you, uh, Luca, it's very, very difficult to uh, get players in during the January window. But the question is, if we get players out, we might be able to bring in at least just one, maybe okay. a right back. That's fair because you'll freed up the uh, the salaries. Okay. Okay. Right, Luca. Let's judge. Uh, let's judge if Arsenal get four points out of Liverpool Spurs. We will finish top four, hundred percent. Okay, that's going to be a big ask. Um, it's we're not going to say we're going to finish top four just solely on the point of getting four points out of Liverpool and Spurs because they're tough games. But I want to see how we perform. If we can put a decent team out against Liverpool, um, their goalkeeper got hurt. Probably won't be playing. Allison probably won't be playing that game. Alice, uh, looking at getting another keeper because Allison is out, like I say, for quite a few big games uh, for Liverpool. Just on a side note, they can't. They can't bring in another goalkeeper, can they? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's on. I think you may still be able to do it on a free transfer, if I'm not mistaken, guys. <laughs> But yeah, they'll get somebody from a Sunday league, a farmer's league. <laughs> but you can actually that. I, don't, I read it was a uh, second keeper for Burnley or something. I don't know. I picked on it this morning. And uh, it's just a rumor. Like I say, guys, you can do your research. And that will, my hair, that will be just cover for Mignolet. <laughs> for Mignolet. Right? Is it Mignolet? He's the second keeper for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, you should be. Look, look, we may not be Liverpool, but we won't lose 5 1, that's for sure. Look, I pray that it isn't a uh, hiding. You know, they, they call it a hiding, basically. Yeah. And I think when we talked about the schedule, uh, we did um, factor maybe nine points out of 12 for this month, and we'd all be pretty happy with that. Yeah, me too. Richard gets the final comment. Newcastle and Burnley game is important because then time, by that time Liverpool and Spurs come along, we won't be so worried. Yeah, we've built up some confidence. Our new signings will start to hit the ground running and uh, we'll be up to speed, get some players back as well, my here. I mean, to be honest with you, I can't wait till that time, till we have a full squad of strength. You know, we've got Tierney. Um, Pepe nearly scored today, just by the way. He nearly scored. 
Have been early scored. Yeah, um, Mikatarian just put in a very poor ball. All right, so listen, you have been watching the first episode of the second season of our channel. Our channel's growing. We picked up a few more subscribers. Uh, want to thank the new subscribers who come on board. Uh, we're just a, a couple of supporters who are enjoying um, supporting the team and having some banter every week, talking about the game. And uh, we will uh, reconvene next weekend. If you're new to this channel, you're watching this on playback and you have not subscribed yet, sign up for the first team. Hit the subscriber button, bell notification, and smash the like button, everybody. It does help us in some small way uh, to grow organically. Um, so until next week, thanks, Richard, for coming in. Uh, thank you, Luca. Um, thanks the, to the Manchester United banter people coming in as well, trolling us. And uh, thanks to Noe and London Old School. And uh, we are out of here right now. So love you guys. Love you all. And we will be back next weekend. Thanks, Luca, for that. Shout out to Arsenal Vlogs. Yes, go check out Arsenal Vlogs as well. Um, and we are out of here. I will talk to you all next week where we will have uh, beaten Burnley. Two wins out of two. Here we go. I'm down for that. Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, unbelievable. We didn't expect that.